everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 130, when you don't know what you don't know. On this episode, we revisit what it means to plan ahead and prepare and what the blankety blank that even means. We break it down even further and decipher the basics of what actions correlate to this very common phrase. This question was asked by one of our very own newer backpackers who had heard the saying many, many times before, but didn't exactly know how to even begin knowing where to start planning or preparing for the bare basics. We bring to you a very basic 101 on planning to prepare when you don't know what it is you don't know. You can always join in on this discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast. Seriously, come join the family. Come hang out with us. Be part of that discussion. This discussion in particular is a very exciting topic. So come hang out with us on the Facebook group page and, and be part of that family. So this uh, podcast idea is sponsored by Ariane standing in the middle of a roaring river with her phone out saying, this is a really good idea for a podcast (laughs) (laughs) on her girls weekend out in 40 river crossings in a flooded river. Sometimes when inspiration (laughs) hits, you've got to stop what you're doing, mark the momentous occasion and, and remember that, oh my gosh, I have incredible resource right now in my fingertips uh, for great podcast ideas. So, And that could have gone two ways. Yeah, it was a great idea. <laughs> oh, um, great, uh, very uh, good, spontaneous, uh, taking out the, the phone and making a note of it. That could have gone the other way where your phone could have been in the Gulf. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Because that river was so flooded. Uh, but yeah, very, very cool. I was, it was so cool to hear about uh, you and Amy's trip. It was a canceled trip. And at the last minute, Amy was kind of coming in town anyway. And she had a connecting flight. Uh, Ariane basically uh, kind of kidnapped her. And they went out <laughs> and did the 40 River Crossings. Not the whole 17 miles, but uh, 18 one way and 18 back. And several more. And several bonus. more. So 44 river crossings, and I believe it was 19 miles. And how high did the water get? It was extremely, <laughs> it was extremely high. <laughs> extremely high. Uh, you had a nice thunderstorm. Yeah. Yep. You had it all. Uh, so for those of you uh, <clears throat> who don't know, we went into, uh, we did the Jacks River Trail. In the Cahutta Wilderness, which is in northern Georgia, um, it was a, a last-minute uh, kind of let's go for it. It sounds like amazing weather, a wonderful challenge, and and uh, so we had a girls' weekend. That's my kind of weekend. <laughs> Ditch the guys. <laughs> yeah, you you know your girlfriend is crazy when she says, "Hey, I'm gonna go out for girls' weekend." You're like, "Yeah, fine. Um, I'm gonna go into the wilderness and cross." Uh, river 40 times and that's your girlfriend's idea of uh, a weekend with the girl I love it that's awesome yeah so um this 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 idea was really formed uh, one from something that a podcast listener had 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 really kind of referenced and it made a lot of sense to me we 
we talk a lot about uh, lingo as backpackers. It's just part of what we do. It's, it's, it's part of what everybody does when they become familiar with something. And so plan ahead and prepare while it's part of the seven principles of leave no trace, number one, it's even more in depth than just a principle of leave no trace, but it's become a hiker lingo. Uh, it's become kind of slang that we throw around at each other saying, uh, don't Better. forget to plan ahead and prepare. Yeah, plan and prepare, plan and prepare. And hike your own hike, <laughs> hike your own hike. And it's as a new backpacker, it's easy to get caught up in, in, in it and be like, yeah, okay, I've got this. I, I'm going to plan ahead and prepare. But really, when you are so unaware of what you're even looking at and what is actually, what does that mean? What are the actions that it's asking you to do? When you say plan ahead and prepare, what 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 does that even correlate to? What what the heck am I supposed to do with that phrase? What the blankety blank? blank. <laughs> do I do not? So it's a really it's a good question, and there's a lot more to that than you think. Because it's easy to say, well, you better plan and prepare. Well, how? What do I even look at? What do I start? So we're gonna kind of go through all of those tips um, and share with you exactly step by step on how to plan and prepare uh, a trip. And, and I think the very first question you have to ask yourself, and you've heard this on this podcast before from, from us, is that you have to know where you're going and how long you're going to be there. Where you're going is a pretty broad area, right? That's kind of a, a, a broad term. You got to know where you're going. Um, and you got to know how long you're going to be there. Those are the first two things you have to decide. And of course, what trail have you decided on? What trail? So you got your trail. I think I want to do this trail. I think I want to do uh, parts of the Appalachian Trail. I think I want to do parts of the John Muir Trail. I think I want to do the Arizona Trail or parts of the Lakeshore Trail or the for Iroya, what whatever the Grand Canyon, it doesn't make any difference. What trail are you going to do? How long are you going to be there? Those are the two primary questions you start with. Obviously, for new people, for new backpackers that are starting out that want to learn how to plan and prepare, the best way to start is to Google the trail name. That's number one, step one. Google the trail name. Number one, find out, you know. Where, where it's at? Well, this trail's in Arizona. Okay, I want this is the trail I'm gonna do. The next really super important thing to understand is where does the trail go through? Whether it's a national forest, whether it's a wilderness area, whether it's a national park, whether it's a state park, who governs it? Is it the Bureau of land management is at the Department of Interior, which kind of governs all of the areas. And who, what state are you going to be hiking in? Those are all key factors in starting. This is just the beginning to plan and prepare. <laughs> and um, it's important to know that. Now, why is that important to know that? Why? Who cares? You know, well, it's, it's important. A trail. It's, it, a trail. it's a trail. I'm just going to go on the trail. I'm just going to go on the trail. 
Here's why it's important. Because every agency and every state governs that trail differently. Let me give you an example of this. So National Park Service is the National Park Service, right? Get a National Park Pass. It's good for all the national parks. True. I can go anywhere. Right. I get the discount. NPS. National (laughs) Park Service. They should all be the same. They should all be the same. Right. But they're all completely different. Why? Why are they different? So why do we go to I Royale? They call it a day pass. And you have to pay for every day you're on the island. There is no permit system. And all of the shelters that they have on I Royale are first come, first serve. But in the Grand Canyon, National Park Service, same NPS, it's completely different where you have to submit or request a permit and it, it the permit is governed by an overnight backcountry permit it's overnight IRL it, they go by day Grand Canyon they go by night one yeah okay man good luck go out there the other two no you're gonna do what we tell you to do why because the state agencies that run or work in that National Park Service are governed by what their state's Department of Natural Resources, the DNR. The DNR governs every state differently. You have the Michigan DNR, you have the Arizona DNR, you have the, the, the Georgia Department of Natural Resources. And by the way, a lot of times those are the people that are coming out to save everyone's ass. <laughs> <laughs> They're the ones that are doing the trail maintenance. They're the ones that are doing... Um, you know, the land management, they're, they're the ones that are going in and um, scouting out where the fires are. They're the, one that, they're, they're the ones that are going in monitoring the wildlife. All of that stuff is the Department of Natural Resources. And so every state is governed differently. So just because it's a National Park Service and you would assume all the National Park Services run the same, they don't. So that's the, the, the start of your journey on that particular trail that you want to hike is where is it? What state is it in and who governs the trail? Is it a wilderness area? Is it a national forest? Um, And it's normally in the order of this, it's usually the national forest. Then the national forest has within its boundaries wilderness areas and state parks and often even national parks. So it's always going to be your national forest first that's the one of the first places to go and every national forest has what they call a ranger station (laughs) sometimes a few of them in a big area it's a dirty little secret that nobody resources out it's a person that works behind the desk that's never hit the trail before (laughs) but But they're still (laughs) a good resource and they do have very current information uh that is very pertinent for your preparations and planning um, you know, you, you think like, what exactly am I preparing for? Like, what am I, what am I looking for? What am I, what am I, what am I supposed to be looking for? So this is kind of first place to start. And a lot of times as you start to go through some resources, and we're going to talk a little bit about this in a little bit, is that a lot of times answers to questions that you haven't even asked yet come up by hitting those resources. It's like what you need to know that you didn't know that you didn't know that you need to know. 
that makes sense. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it is. And, and even though the Rangers may not be getting out and hitting the trail and may not tell you, you know, are there trail signs, are there cairns, what to look for, they are going to give you pertinent information as far as what to expect. And every National Park Service has their website and they have what to expect. And they have what you need to know before you go. It's a, a link on every single National Park website. What you need to know before you go. And then they break it down in different categories. But the one thing about the ranger stations in your national forests, which are really nice, is that they'll be able to tell you, okay, where are you going to go? I'm going to go hit this trail. What trail are you starting out at? I'm going to go, well, I'm going to drive up. Well, that, that forest road is closed right now. Oh. That's problematic. That's problematic. <laughs> now but, I have to reroute. <laughs> but good to know. <laughs> you know, she might say, well, be careful. We've had a lot of car break-ins in that trailhead. Oh. So don't leave anything in your car. Helpful. Good to know. She might say things like, well, if you're going to go off the trail and hit this trail, mandatory bear canister. $250 fine if you if a ranger spots you uh, without one, whatever whatever that is. And in some areas in the southeast, we do have mandatory bear canister issues. So A lot of times they will indicate to you trickier aspects of the trail that you need to be made aware of so that you can, when you hit it, be more prepared for washout. Uh, on a particular trail blowdowns storms that have come through you exactly. know like oh um, we just had a big uh, uh, weather system here last month we have a lot of blowdowns so the trails gonna take you a little bit longer to do is that pertinent information yeah it is because if you're thinking you're gonna average maybe you know two and a half miles per hour on a trail you may want to consider giving yourself an extra hour of time because you may not be hiking at that speed so your national forest rangers your your first really big research when you see where that trail is going through um, and it usually starts usually starts in a national forest is to call the ranger in that ranger district of where the trail is and try to get some information of what the trail is is there anything to expect or any uh, dangers right there one of the things she uh, he or she might say is that we have a fire ban going on right now. You can't you can't have a campfire. That's also good to know. So little things like that are going to help you a little bit. Uh, it at least gives you the beginning of planning to prepare your your trip, your backpacking trip. And of course, then you know when when you're you're thinking about oh, I'm going to be out there for two nights because I can guarantee you if you call the ranger station. That's probably this one of the second or third questions the ranger's going to ask you is how long are you going to go for? Because they have an idea of your trip before you even get out on the trail. I'm going to go for two nights. Oh, okay, two nights. You know, how many miles are you going to do each day? And so they're going to ask you questions back because they're, 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 if, if they're a good ranger, they're actually they're actually trying to figure out how much backpacking experience you have. <laughs> and they may tell you not to do that trail or do another trail. So, and they can say, well, well, how come you're doing that trail? Well, I heard, it, I, I watched a YouTube video and it was really cool. Oh yeah, yeah, well, we've had a lot of deaths on that trail. So, I mean, that, these are all good things to know before you hit the trail. And usually your ranger is gonna know that in your National Forest Service. And they all have websites. Now, I can't promise you they're all up to date sometimes. The National Forest Service is extremely slow in updating information. 
I would say that if that national forest has a Facebook page, the Facebook page is probably going to be more updated than the actual .gov website. So keep that in mind also when you're doing your planning and preparing. You're probably more apt to actually directly contact a ranger on the on the Facebook page. So just look at that. So you so you started there. You okay? I'm going to do this trail. It goes through this national forest, but it also goes through this wilderness area. Okay, and so what's that about? How how do I prepare for that wilderness area? When two converge together to be one unit that are managed by separate entities, but yet in conjunction with each other, it does get a little confusing and a little tricky to to navigate what you need to know. Absolutely. And so in that case, where you go is wilderness.net. Wilderness.net. Wilderness.net is the managed wilderness area. They can tell you things like when the wilderness was formed, how long it's been there, and you can get kind of gather some information on that particular wilderness. In this case, your best friend is going to be trip reports. And so when you Google the trail and you get a bunch of information on this trail and you first go to the National Forest or you go to the National Park site, you figure out if you need a permit, what the rules are, can I bring my dog, what's the wildlife situation is, and that's all going to be on the National Forest website. That's all going to be in your wilderness.net kind of summary of what the wilderness area is like. They're going to talk about wildlife, you know, and so you get this idea of what that 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 gig is okay you've talked to the ranger um you've gotten that that kind of breakdown and so now you're in that frame of mind it's like okay um, i'm going to go through a different couple land management agencies the national forest there's a wilderness area in there i know about the wilderness area now start reading trip reports trip reports not from 10 years ago. <laughs> they need to be very current information. If you can and, get the most, relevant. yeah. And, and you also want to consider when you're looking at reading trip reports, look seasonally. There is a big, big difference between going in the fall and going in the summer. These impact you in very different ways. And so it's extremely important to read trip reports during that season in which you're planning to go. Yeah, because the season is everything, because that's the difference between no water and a lot of water. What's the difference between, um, you know, muddy terrain and non-muddy terrain? So you want to read trip reports and you want to get uh, you want to get an average. Um, don't watch one YouTube video and, and think, oh, my God, this is it. I'm going. Um, you're going to have to read the trip reports and it, it may take some time. But what you're looking for is you're looking for what I call the common denominator. What's the common denominator that everybody's talking about on this particular trail that you're going to do in the particular amount of time you're going to do it? I'm going to go out there for two days. Well, then it'd be silly to read a five-day trip report. Okay? You're going to read what is that section I'm doing, what is the trip report, and you're looking for a common denominator. Like, man, that last hill, who man, that was a doozy. Or bad camping area, couldn't find a bad, couldn't find a good campsite. Or all the wood, there's no wood to get a fire. You know, all that information you're looking for, some kind of common denominator that's going to give you a visual and maybe kind of a really good 
instinctual feeling about yeah this, this is i think i'm going to do a good section there's been off there's been a lot of times where i have read trip reports about a section of a long trail and i decided not to do that section because everyone said that section sucked <laughs> and i'm like that's the common denominator this section sucks yeah and so i moved on to a different section um, and so, and I look for the trailhead. And so you're looking for all the common denominators. For example, good place to park, good parking, um, lots of people, maybe, um, you know, good road, paved road to the trailhead, w whatever that common denominator that everyone says that is, that you feel good about, or that, um, you can get a really good idea of what to expect when you get there, it's going to be the trip reports, trip reports, trip reports, trip reports. It's like buying something on Amazon. You don't read one review and say, I'm good to go. Right. You're going to read the worst review and you're going to read the best review. And you're and then looking you're gonna, for the factors. And you're looking for the average, yeah. Yeah. you know, common denominator where everyone says, yeah, it's a pretty good product. And are there opinions, um, of the trail report are they pertinent to you do they affect you is it that somebody just didn't like to be muddy and if that's not a factor for you then it's not a factor for you i can't tell you how many trip reports i have i have come across that have been like i hate this trail it's terrible it's muddy it's slick blah 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 and i'm like oh challenge accepted right, <laughs> and, right. and to me that is a fun trail I enjoy those challenges. So it's it's different for everybody. And I think that you really need to take into account how you backpack and, and what it is that you like to draw out of those, but go in very educated. Um, you know, we were talking a little bit about wilderness and I, and I, and I, I had this, I had this thought. So we went to the Jack's River Trail in the Cahuta Wilderness, which is, you know, managed by a national forest. Uh, and it, it butts up against it's in northern georgia and it butts up against the tennessee line and so within this within this national forest you have two wilderness areas back to back and they're extremely different to navigate within and it, and and i and i and i've learned this through experience and backpacking in both of them you've got the Cahuta wilderness in georgia and you have the big frog wilderness in Tennessee. Now, I know that if the trail were to go through the big frog wilderness in Tennessee, with the amount of blowdown that that area has, has hit, both with a major forest fire years ago, as well as an extreme amount of weather conditions hitting it um, collectively over the course of these past two years, I know that that trail in big frog wilderness um, is probably going to be un- navigatable yeah. I, I'm not going to be able to pass in some ways that that trail may be hard for me to get past so why so the big question is why why like, are how, why is the same wilderness area right completely different in one state than another it's a wilderness area but why is it different well it's because of the Department of Natural Resources the DNR so what's the mentality in Georgia the mentality in Georgia is Georgia has a, um, a volunteer agency called the Georgia Conservancy, and they are a group of volunteers that go out to wilderness areas and they manage it. 
voluntarily. They clean it up. They make trail signs. They, um, you're not allowed to bring any kind of mechanical, uh, like a, a chainsaw in wilderness areas. That's a federal law. So yeah, they take handsaws, just like the old loggers do, and they they, you know, two handle big um, tree saw to cut down blowdown. And so this is the cons- this is the Georgia Conservancy. So the in cooperation with who? The Department of Natural Resources gives them permission and then they get funding from REI. Tennessee has nothing. <laughs> Tennessee, like nada. they don't want anything. So the Department of Natural Resources in Tennessee says, well, we believe wilderness areas should be wilderness areas and nobody should go in there and manage anything. Let the wilderness do what the wilderness wants to do. And that that's a great that's a great thinking, right? However, um, you know, you have to how do you know that? How how how, how would how you, you know that? How do you learn that? It's information? it's by doing a little research on the Department of Natural Resources in that state and making a phone call. And so you would call that ranger district. You would call, you know, if you see a wilderness area that, that borders two states. You call the ranger district again in that national forest. It's going to start in that national forest. Hey, I'm going in the Chattahoochee National Forest. Okay, I'm going in the Cahutas. Oh, okay, great. But I'm going to cross over into Tennessee. Is there anything I should expect? That ranger is going to tell you, yeah, it's a different wilderness area. <laughs> that's what that ranger is going to tell you. And so that's the kind of like little things when you're planning and preparing your trip is is where you're going, how long you're going to be there, and what land managed agencies, what land agencies govern that particular area. And then get the best information you can. You get the Georgia Department of Natural Resources. Yeah, they have a phone number. Tennessee Department of Natural Resources. Yes, they have a phone number you can call. And I spend a lot of time calling. You know, Ariane spends a lot of time calling. And that's how we find out information about blowdown about what the uh the conditions of a trail is and you know when i did the sycamore wilderness canyon when we go out there and do that trail that that trail that area is managed by three different agencies and it's almost impossible to get information but if you work hard and keep digging and read trip reports you actually kind of start finding a common denominator of what uh, of what that is. And and that's a really good point of different geographical locations because if you go out west, you know, that that ranger and that idea out there for going out west is going to be bring one gallon of water per person per day. That is the main line in, in every single western state that you go backpacking in. That is the that's like the number one plan and prepare. Where would you, would you have to bring, Ariane, would you have to bring one gallon of water per day per person when you did 40 river crossings, you know, last weekend? I didn't have to carry any water. Because there's water all over the place. <laughs> Dip and go. <laughs> so, you know, so the idea, of, and, th- and that's kind of where you're looking to plan and prepare. You're, that's why these agencies are going to be so important to call because you're going to want to know, you know, what, the what the the three w's are and we, we talk about the three w's all the time um when ariana and i are doing planning and preparing and that's what water weather and wind 
water, weather, and wind. Those are the three W's that if you really... You can add in four. Where? Water, where, weather, yeah. wind. Where's the water? <laughs> where? Where? <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, the, the you want to know where the water sources are, um, and you want to know what the weather's going to be. And, and oftentimes, in Ariane and Amy's case, uh, you know, the weather did affect the water. And so, you know, uh, you, you want to know what what your itinerary is going to be and, and how that affects. I'll give you a great example of, of water um, that when sometimes when you're on the Appalachian Trail or you're you're backpacking uh, specifically in the southeast, um, they'll say, yeah, there's a water supply right down the right down right down there. And you'll watch a YouTube video or you, you read it and there's there's water. Well. That's probably a good time to get out your topography map and see where the water is because we can attest we've gone down a trail and it's like just almost going off a cliff. It's that <laughs> steep trying to get water. You're like hanging on for a branch for your dear life trying to you know fill your platy. And you're like, and this is a good water source? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's one of the things, you know, you, you want to start when you get your trail, you talk to the National Forest service you've talked to your ranger you looked in the wilderness area you you're gar- you're getting up familiar with your land you're looking at where the water is um we did a podcast on finding the right map that's yeah. you're gonna have to look at a map you're gonna have to if if you are planning and preparing your backpacking trips watching your youtube videos then you're playing with fire so uh i i want to reference here episode 70 um it it was labeled choosing the right trail map. And, and I, that's a really good resource to go back to and listen to that because um, you cannot always rely on cellular data or uh, electronical devices. And that's one thing that I strongly encourage you is to understand how to navigate first choosing the correct map um, for the area in which you're going in, but how to use that map. It's so many times people have a map with them, but they don't know how to read it. So it becomes completely useless. Or my favorite thing is when they take a photograph of the map on their iPhone. Which and I've the, done before. And then their battery dies on their happened. iPhone. And you just lost your map. So you can buy. So you National Geographic maps are good. Um, but um, and you, you always have to have a map. You should always have a map with you when, when you go out to the into the backcountry you should always 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 have a map on you. you should always know the three w's water wind and weather and the wind is this is that you know um and we use the southeast a lot in our examples and we apologize for that we we, we have a lot of western um, listeners out there and and we apologize for for not using more examples out there but you know the appalachian trails in our backyard so we use that a lot as an example um and the wind is the wind example is you could be in Gatlinburg, which is um, high in elevation. It's up in the mountains in the smoke, Great Smoky Mountains, and it could be sunny, warm, and you're in a cotton t-shirt, and say, "Hey, I'm going to go up to Clingman's Dome, which is at 6,300 feet," and you go up there, and uh, you know, next thing you know, it's snowing, and you're wet, or you're in a fog, and and you're in rain, and now you're in a cotton t-shirt and you're freezing your butts off. Um, and that actually happened to a friend of ours that that did that, and because he just he just didn't look at the weather um, to see what that is. So the mountains are always going to be windier; they're always going to be wetter. Um, and so when you're when you're doing your planning, prepare if you're going to go up in high elevation, 
you know, water, wind, and weather, and always know that those are always, those are a constant change. Those are the three things that are constantly changing on the trail. Some water sources dry up, some water sources flood. You know, Sycamore Wilderness Canyon would tell you, you gotta bring water, there's no water. Jack's River would tell you, well, there's a lot of water. Be careful you don't get washed away. So those are the three things that are constantly changing on, on the trail, and that's a really good way to plan and prepare, or to help plan and prepare, is to know the three W's. Water, wind, weather. Uh, yeah, I think it's really important to, uh, you know, understand that because topography-wise, it makes a huge difference in in your comfort level or where you're camping or what you have to cross over um, to be able to get through the trail from one end to the next. Um, and so really understanding those three W's in conjunction with reading a map, understanding topography, how the land lays out when you're walking on it, and what to look for. These are all part of, of, of planning, uh, and knowing what to look for, and understanding it from a very different level. Now, I, I have planned routes, I planned multiple routes by going into Google Earth. And that's another that's resource. That's a great resource. To be able to go because you get a different perspective, a different feel for the land, um, the canopy build, the, the the you know how how open, how barren it is, how vast it is, uh, what what the rivers look like, you know how wide are they? Don't underestimate that as a source, not the only source, but an additional source. And I have felt far more comfortable navigating through lands by going into Google Earth and really spending some time micro choosing the route and, and, and following so I understand the terrain a little bit more. So there's another that is yet another resource uh, if you're visual that might be able to help you. Yeah, I mean, every, every resource you can to, to plan and prepare before you go out on your trip is, is going to help you every resource. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of miffed sometimes at the, the, the little amount of time that some people put in, in, uh, preparing for their trip. Um, you know, for, for me, for example, uh, I always teach if you're going to like, I'm a big believer in testing out your gear. We talked about that a hundred times. We love <laughs> testing out gear yeah. when we go out there. Um, I'm, I'm a big believer in that, you know, I mean, you know, use it, break it, see how it lasts, you know, get out there. But, but I never, ever go out, um, with a new piece of gear before setting, setting it up in, in my uh, backyard or in grass or in a field before I go. Never. I, I never take out a brand new tent out of the box and set it up in the wilderness. I'm, there's no way I want to, I want to see it. I want to feel it. I want to get in it. I want to, I want to, I want to get to know this tent you know, before I go out, um, before I go out there and use it, we, we've, we joked around a lot, like your gear is much like a relationship. <laughs> you know, you want to, you know, you want to take it out to lunch before you go out to dinner, you know, Swoon maybe in a little bit, Yeah, you want to maybe just, you know, like sit on the park bench, get to know each other, <laughs> you know, before you really go on, on, on the big date. And so I, I, I always test out that gear, maybe not tested, tested, but I, I, I get a, a warm, cozy feeling, you know, before I, I go out there and, uh, and use it in a real life 
practical experience. Now, if I get out there and it leaks, it leaks. What am I going to do? I'm out in the wilderness. You know, I'm going to take it back to where I bought it and say, you know, your tent leaks. But before I go, I'm going to get to know it and learn how it's set up and, and set that thing up. Was it hard? Was it easy? You know, how fast it was and, 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 uh, and, and whatever, whatever I have to do to make myself a little bit more comfortable when I go out there um, on a new piece of gear. Uh, if, you know, if I'm buying new winter gear, we talked a lot about winter gear, did the podcast on the snowshoe on our Patreon page. Um, you know, if, if, I, if I'm buying a new jacket or if I'm buying new snow boots or if I'm buying something, I'm not going to take it out on the trail the first time. I'm going to go outside when it's freezing cold. I'm going to walk around the block or I'm going to go for a day hike somewhere. I'm going to test it. I'm going to get a feel for it. You know, is this something I like? Or I, I came back and I and had a rash all over my body. You know, what, whatever. I, you know, I, I test it out first. And that's part of planning and preparing also uh, with your gear. You know, just, you know, take it out a couple lunch dates before you take it out to dinner. You know, I would say coffee, but yeah, lunch would work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, slowly graduated up. So you can see where, um, you know, planning, planning ahead and preparing this phrase that we commonly use as backpackers is more than just, you know, what trail are you going to hit? packing your bag what don't leave anything at home uh you know should i bring my parka you're 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 doing more than just the basics you're really digging deep into some research and it and it's very challenging to 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 know what to look for when you don't really know what you're trying to look for yeah uh, absolutely you know we talked about maps always have a map with you you can get all of the national geographic maps rei ha has all of them um, Backcountry has all of them. Uh, almost every online store has all these National Geographic maps. So if you have a trail in mind, you do your research, but go get the map. You can get all those maps all the time on the backpackerstore.com. So we built that site for you guys. You can just go to the search and type in National Geographic map and you will get a ton of maps. And those usually are all at, all, are all at a discount anyway. And then you can order them online through REI or your favorite online retailer. But that's also on the Backpacker Store. All you have to do is go to thebackpackerstore.com and go up to the search and type in National Geographic Maps and find out what area you're going to be backpacking in, what trail, if that trail is on the map, and then get the map and do a little, do a little search on that. And then... We're going to give you the, the big website. Here's the meat and potatoes of the podcast right here. The big one. The pro, the pro gonna, tip. The pro website. tip <laughs> website that everyone misses. But this is the beauty. Probably Here's the big the one. Probably the most blaringly obvious Blaringly website. obvious <laughs> website. So after you get your uh, National Geographic map and it's all waterproof and it's pretty. It's got like pretty colors on it and it's it's very nice. Know how to read those colors. Yeah. So you're <laughs> they looking all mean at, something. Then go to this site when you're planning and preparing. You want to go to the USGS website, it is, they're the daddies of everything topography, okay? They're the topography people, but they're also the waterway people. These guys, the USGS, that is where you go. They have all kinds of maps with topography on it. You can get all of your maps, all of them, everyone, and you can even pick a specific section 
of that area of which you're going to hike in and just get that area of topography. And you can you pay a little fee and you can print it out right on your printer or you can order the whole map. Or if you're looking at, hey, man, I've got uh, I've got 40 river crossings <laughs> to well, go. Amy, <laughs> where do you go? Where do you go, Ariane, to look well, for how high the water level goes? Yeah. So uh, I, I probably blew Amy away a little bit. Um, she came in uh, late the night before. And. Uh, we were do some last minute go no go situation. Uh, you know, I know Jack's River Trail very well. I've done it many many times, but I wasn't prepared for the immense amount of rain that we had had days before, a week before, and all of a sudden that trail becomes a very different trail to navigate. So where do I go, and what resources do I look for? Well, I am going to figure out how swollen that river is, how much water flow, how many cubic feet per second that that water is rushing down. What is the swiftness of that? Can I navigate it even if it's deep or is it a dangerous like flooded situation in which I'm putting us into a predicament? So yeah, there's a great resource out there for you guys. And Amy was just blown away sitting on the computer with me uh, looking at it. Um, but it's uh, waterdata.usgs.gov. Go to the national website. You can do it locally by uh, state if you want. But it is a wealth of information. There's a lot of information in there. And it gives you base rates on on what the what the normal is what the low is what the high is and it's current it's data in real time by real the way. time <laughs> and it's a very impressive website for you to be more educated with rivers because let's face it rivers are a very dangerous element when you're crossing them when you have had significant rainfall yeah uh, the usgs um they they're the ones that are stamp the big um you know uh, brass uh, USGS summit in the ground when you, you sometimes like you've the seen them. Brass, brass plates you always yep. take a photo of. That's right. You always take a photo of. That's the USGS. So they're kind of like they kind of know everything. Um, and then, of course, they do it on the summits and they do it in your low elevations. If you're if you're if you're below sea level, they have one there, too. So it's just not always on the high summits. They're the also ones that map out all the forest roads. Ooh, wow. I know. I just blew your mind, right? <laughs> so a lot of times the USGS, they have, um, especially in the West, you can get them in the Southeast, but you have to order them from there. There's no online retail stores that sell them. I actually had to order one online. I ordered it. I found a lead through... Uh, the Georgia Department of Transportation <laughs> sent me the link to where you get all the forest road maps in the Chattahoochee National Forest. It's very useful. And so you get those there. So they have all the forest road maps. They get all. And if you've ever been lost like us, um, trying to find a 50-mile hole in the ground in the <laughs> Calabab National Forest. Dude, we're not talking about that, though. It helped. It would have helped to have that map. We have that map. We have that map now. Um, but Live and learn. <laughs> but... Um, that, did, did, have we said that most of our experiences come from mistakes? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but that's the USGS is the granddaddy of planning and preparing when you're you, you're looking now for the more detailed information about your trail. It does cross um, rivers. It does cross creeks. Um, to give you a very specific example, 
of why the USGS water um, data is so important um, is this, is that um, we cross, when we go to the Grand Canyon, we cross a, a creek. It's called a creek. It's called Tapete's Creek. Um, and it's a creek. Um, however, it comes down so fast into the Colorado River that you're probably crossing that creek in, I'd say, eight to ten steps. Think if about even, that. If even. If even. Eight to ten steps. You're, you're across that creek. But... That creek is moving at such a fast rate. It'll take, it, it could, it could, um, it has, by the way, it has swept someone right off their feet and dumped them in the Colorado River and they've drowned. And so the Tapeach Creek, we've crossed it. Um, and it's almost sometimes you need a rope. I have to go, I have to cross it once, tie a rope, and then everyone's got to hang on to the rope with a carabiner attached to them and cross it. Um, is it an adventure? Yeah. Is there a go no go? Yeah, there is. But what <laughs> um, are your alternative to routes? look at that USGS? Right. Well, the first you look at that USGS map before you go, and you see how it's running. You know, you look at that data. Yeah. Okay. The river is running really normal. Great. I'm going to be on a three day hike. Great. Am I going to be in rain in the three days before I cross that creek? No. And that's how you plan and prepare. You start putting all that, all your data points together, all that data that you've collected, and you have a really good, solid foundation of, okay, I'm going to cross that river. Um, I'm fine. It hasn't rained. In fact, the river's low right now because I checked, and there's no rain. I should be fine. Or um, the water's really high right now, and it has just rained torrential for the last day. Should I cross? Well, I don't know. That maybe, but you know, but you had that information to make that educated guess um, to know or to no go. And I think that's what we are trying to get uh, through tonight with the um, the podcast is that planning prepares a lot more than just a little quip. Um, hiking terminology, terminology <laughs> it's not that so people much use slang. on yeah, slang. It actually, right? it, 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 it's the core of, of, of understanding your own safety element out there and, and be being more educated and also becoming far more experienced through navigating the questions that you need to know when you're out there. So this, we hope it helps break down, plan ahead and prepare a little bit more on the basic level of what you need to know because it was very eye-opening when a new backpacker said to me okay I get it I hear what you're saying but I don't know what the blankety blank or how to start I don't know even how to begin to plan ahead and prepare because I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking for so this gives you that basic information yes it's a lot of information we've thrown at you but the more you do it, the more you navigate, you find those sites that you get a wealth of information from and you love and you bookmark them and you explore more. The more you dig in, the more questions are answered for you before you even realize it's a question you need to ask. It teaches you what you need to know. So dig in deep. Get involved on this Facebook post on our Facebook group page. This is a wealth of information. I would love to hear everybody's comments and input uh, to educate our group even more in depth. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, it, it's there's not a lot of information. You could probably do research pretty easily on a trail in a couple hours. And that's the whole key, but it's where to go and how to start 
your journey and um, and then go out and have a and have a stinking uh, blast. So anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, please post a comment on iTunes or on our Apple Podcast page. We really super appreciate that and we love the reviews and we love hearing from you guys shout outs to our lovely and amazing facebook members <laughs> and of course our patrons who help support our podcast we really appreciate you guys so much uh rick jerry shirley chuck jerry suzanne brad bill nick helene mike jacqueline danny jack masters amy tappendorf and our newest patrons of course jeff and kathy kennison really Appreciate you guys. Patreon, by the way, is a secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcasts or your content creators. All you need to do is create an account and then go to Trust the Trail Podcast. And as little as $2 a month, you get special benefits and exclusive content, including getting this podcast early before it hits all the podcatchers. Our podcasts are available on any of your favorite podcatchers. If we're not on there, let me know. I'll get it on there. We're also on iHeartRadio, so if you listen to iHeartRadio, go ahead and check out Trust the Trail Podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram and our Trust the Trail Facebook page. So remember, when you guys are doing your planning and preparing, and you hear this all the time on your on Better Plan and Prepare, Better Plan and Prepare, <laughs> You can say you need to listen to episode 130 because those guys will tell you how to plan and prepare for sure. They've learned from all their mistakes. One too many. (laughs) Anyway, you guys, have a great week. Remember, the trail gives you everything you need to know. So, obviously, go trust that trail. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye.